rolling. What? Rolling. Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,231, January 24, 2024. 57 degrees was the high on this day in 1981. And it was 33 below on this day in 1904. Hail the flashlight, King. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Before we begin, I'd like to put... To rest the matter of the dead deer on White Bear Lake and what might have killed it. Okay. All right. Bill Stein will weigh in. He lives up in Aiken. I'm catching up on the podcast, so I might be late to the party concerning the deer carcass on White Bear Lake. The deer was most likely ravaged by coyotes or dogs and eagles. The fact that there was uh, that much of the carcass remaining rules out timber wolves. I have for many years had a hunting shack on 80 acres adjoining the Rice Lake Federal Refuge, the middle of Timberwolf Central, and have seen the remains of many wolf deer kills. All that is left on the snow is a few tufts of hair and a massive blood stain. Timber wolves are huge. Here's a picture from my trail cam. That is a big animal. Wow. That's a big animal. Picture is just a big animal. We also have cougars up here. A friend of mine was taken by our game warden to see a deer killed by a cougar. It took them a few hours before they were able to return to the scene. And when they arrived, there was a kill, and there were five dead coyotes that the cougar displaced. I'm sorry, dispatched for moving them, for moving in on his kill. All right. So uh, I think we can put to rest the idea that wolves were involved at White Bear Lake. They were not. Apparently, wolves can even eat the bones. Well, let's be clear about something. That was your idea. Nobody here on the program or anybody else considered it being wolves. It was me. It was me. I'm a city. Well, you just, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) And uh, a (laughs) follow-up to Lisa from the UP on her sensibilities regarding how she should handle oh, right. her uh, her emotions given this warm winter. Okay. Uh, hail the flashlight king. Hail, hail you. you. Please allow me to weigh in regarding Lisa the Uper's letter yesterday after spending a half dozen or so winters in the western UP, mostly in Gogabic County, which is west of Ontonagon County, not in Ontonagon. That's how you say that. Is it Kogebic? I don't know. Isn't it? I, I don't know. I know it's not Noggin. I needed a break from the hundreds of inches of lake effect snow, so I moved to Kuchiching County, Minnesota. Winter is great in moderation, and you don't have to shovel the cold air, so Minnesota is better for me. By the way, I just wanted to mention those counties because they're fun to say. <laughs> Some of us are loving this easy winter because we work outside. I am a forester. In the UP, I had to wear snowshoes to do my job five days a week, six months a year. This year, well, I'm not even sure where they are right now, and that's a nice break. I'll finish by saying the deer population in northern Minnesota and the UP could use a break. 
So please advise Lisa and all Snow Country GLers to enjoy this winter guilt-free. Chances are we'll be back to normal next year. Keep pushing back. Nick Ronning, now residing in one of the B counties. Uh, B counties would be Becker, Beltrami, Benton, Big Stone, Blue Earth, and Brown. All right, so he's in one of those counties. Mm -hmm. Now on to, uh, we're just loaded with the collapse of the country today. We're just loaded with the collapse of the country. That's promising. It's not. It's dreadful, and uh, many of us are shaking our heads, wondering what has happened to the human race. Uh, Channel 5 Eyewitness News had a piece last night in which we literally, uh, those of us watching the 10 o'clock news, watched a prisoner die in custody while two employees of Hennepin County stood there like morons. I don't, maybe I'm overstating this, but I want to see the same outrage over this death that we did for George Floyd. This guy died in custody begging for his life while they just stood there. It, 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 was, it was disheartening to the 10th degree. It was shocking, Joe. Uh, the family, the, uh, the, the fellow who died is a kid named, a kid, young guy named Lucas Bellamy. And the family of Lucas Bellamy held a news conference yesterday. Among them were Lucas's father, Louis Bellamy. Uh, I did not know this about Louis Bellamy, but he's the founder of the Penumbra Theater. They were also joined by attorney Jeff Storms, who was involved in bringing about civil lawsuits on behalf of George Floyd's and Dante Wright's families. Storm said the lawsuit focuses on the deliberate indifference and wrongful death of Louis Bellamy. And if you if you saw this, it, you were as a, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Mm. Uh, footage played during the news conference showed Bellamy crawling on his hands and knees while a Hennepin County jail guard and a nurse stood over him. This was at night on July 20, 2022. There was no sound in the video, but medical documentation showed that Lucas was begging staff to bring him to a doctor and that he was in pain after ingesting drugs before his arrest. Despite repeated requests throughout the night, Lucas was not taken to the hospital or was he not, and he was not taken to the jail's emergency department. Storms also pointed out that while the nurse checked his vitals, she did not take his temperature. Doing so might have alerted jail staff to the seriousness of his condition since he died of peritonitis, inflammation of the abdominal lining. Get a hole in his intestine. Mm -hmm. Louis Bellamy, Bellamy, the dad, spoke on the pain of watching his son suffer. I made a living uh, as a theater director. I know how to construct tragedy on stage, Louis Bellamy said. I can honestly tell you I could not have built anything more callous, more disrespectful to human existence than what I witnessed on that tape. More footage, time stamped at 1.30 a.m. on July 21, 2022, the same night, showed Lucas calling jail staff again to alert them to his pain. Lucas reportedly said, help me, help me, my stomach hurts really bad. Let me turn the page because it's very important. Medical records show the nurse gave him drugs such as Visteril, Zofran, Imodium, and Melox, although some of the meds spilled on the floor when Lucas was too weak to swallow them. 
and I, I don't know if those drugs would have helped him or not. I don't know. Jail staff re- returned again at 3 a.m., but still refused to take him to see a doctor, despite him displaying signs of agony while he was on the floor in the fetal position. And, Joe, a previous doctor for HCMC had told them that he be returned to the emergency department for any new concerning symptoms. So they were under strict orders to bring him back if anything like this happened. He was declared dead at 1.17 p.m. July 21 with the cause of death listed as peritonitis due to perforation of his small intestine. I, 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 uh, I, I, I can link this to larger declines of moral and ethical integrity. Hmm. Uh, we seem to be falling apart. In, I mean, lately, for example, I don't know if this is a legitimate link, but we've noticed uh, airplanes with trouble. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. Physical trouble, wheels falling off, uh, plugs flying off the fuselage. And it's too early to say that that's the result of slovenly workmanship. But what in God's name is happening uh, to normal, conventional, resolute disciplines? If if you are a nurse in the jail and you're a guard in the jail, aren't you entrusted to preserve life? Right. What 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 is happening here? Well, we've been sorry. We've been seeing that decay over a number of years. I mean, at least I have. Haven't you guys? Listen to a podcast earlier today where a guy spent a bunch of time um, um, on airplanes over the weekend. One flight was delayed. Because there was too much fuel in one wing and not enough in the other, another flight was delayed because they had to take hydraulic fluid out because it had been overfilled. Just backing up what Such said about the airlines. Yeah, and it's a weak link, but it it just springs to mind because they've (laughs) been so prominent in the news lately. But no matter what field of life we look at, there's decline. It's across the board. I'm tempted to jump all over the board here, and I will, because I can can keep it all together. I can tie it together. Uh, The Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston is Harvard's teaching hospital. Okay. You with me so far? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's retracting six papers and seeking to correct dozens more by four of its top researchers, including the hospital's CEO, COO, and two program directors. All four of the implicated scientists have faculty appointments at Harvard Medical School. So Harvard just ousted its president as a serial plagiarist. Yes. Uh, the new co-chair of its anti-Semitism task force is a virulent Israel hater. And now its med school big shots have allegedly been faking their research in a cancer hospital. The fake data was only detected by an amateur outsider on a crusade against academic fraud. I'm reading from the New York Post. Even now, the Institute is conducting an internal review debating the professor's intent to deceive. That's all I have on it. You want to talk about Fauci and everything he told us? No. 
and that has now been retracted. You don't want to go down that road? Well, I don't have it in front of me. All right. Well, I do want to talk about, because I think it's it can be tied to this, I want to talk about Angie Craig. Oh, boy. Is she fighting for us? No. Why? No. What? This is a piece from Alpha News written by Luke Sprinkle. That's a funny name, yes, isn't it? Yes, it is. Mr. Sprinkle. Well, he's got a hell of a piece here. You're not going to read it in the Star Tribune. You're not going to read it in the Pioneer Press. And I read it. I read it thoroughly, and I tried to be uh, neutral, and I failed miserably to be neutral. In a letter released this week, Representative Angie Craig, she's a Democrat from Minnesota, voiced support for a proposed Biden administration uh, defunding pro-life pregnancy centers, referring to the centers as crisis crisis pregnancy centers, uh, Craig joined uh, others in uh, wishing to restrict the flow of federal tax dollars to pro-life pregnancy centers. Huh. She attacked, uh, Craig attacked the pregnancy centers, saying they fraudulently uh, provide one of the most valuable and difficult moments of their lives by presenting themselves, uh, and the printer failed me miserably, I apologize. Uh, and according to Craig, women are exposed to biased counseling and misinformation at these centers. You need to get that line in. Presenting themselves as legitimate reproductive health care clinics offering medical services. Go ahead. Well, it doesn't sound like they're being deceptive to me. They're they're trying to convince people to choose life. Mom comes in, she's pregnant. Here's a facility that would encourage you to have the child. I don't identify. But we don't it. want to give any federal money to a facility that would encourage you to have and care for the child. And we'll help you with that. If you make this choice, we'll help you with that. No, we want to take all federal money away from such a facility. Jesus H. Christ. And that is a prayer. Okay. What is going on? We live in a time where one of the most difficult, horrific decisions, something that's going to affect you and more people, your child, possible child for the rest of your life, it's a tough, tough decision, and we've politicized it. We're arguing about it. Well, I would argue that it's not a tough decision at all. It, Joe, it is. Well, for, it, for some people it is. It's, it's a goddamn tough decision to choose an abortion. It's probably oh, yes, the yes, toughest yes, yes. decision. I, I and when you, you meant, have to I, I do that. I thought you meant pregnancy is a tough decision. And when you have to choose that, it's a decision you have to live with the rest of your life. Help Even me. though that pregnancy may have resulted in the mother's death and definitely the child's death. Help me with this paragraph. In reality, pro-life pregnancy centers provide a variety of essential services to women, families, and children born and unborn in Minnesota. Pro-life pregnancy centers such as First Care Pregnancy Center offer free pregnancy testing, ultrasounds, STD testing, adoption services, Prenatal classes, prenatal classes, parenting education, counseling services, and clothes and diapers. Yeah. All, uh, how, how so can you, those you things... So you don't want them, we can pay, we can pay for 
everything under the sun. We'll find money for a four-year-old kid to transition. But we sure as hell aren't going to provide any money. (laughs) We're not going to provide any money to tell a woman, you got a tough choice here, lady. We're here to help you. Here's what we can do for you. We're not going to give them any money. They're coming off. This country is getting rotten to the core. It's rotting Hmm. at its core. It's rotting. Tell me it's not evil, Joe. That's that's I'm not going to tell you it's not evil. Straight up evil. You know, she won't come on with us. None of these frauds want to come on and hear the truth. We're not that far from... The prisoner in agony, dying on the floor. Uh, We saw that on the news, by the way. You can see his final collapse behind the bars of his door. You can see him slumped to the floor, and it's over for him while these two idiots are standing there. It's not that far from Harvard faking cancer research. It's certainly not that far from Angie Craig apparently out front in positioning the federal government to withdraw funding from anybody who would actually tell you we're here to help you with your pregnancy. Isn't, though, the, 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 the standards being lowered, everything like that, are, aren't we now seeing the copy-and-paste generation basically growing up? They're now adults with, with jobs and kids and things of that nature. How far away are we from... Um, Billboards and TV commercials promoting the advantages of abortions. That's where I feel like we're headed. You're not far away at all. Mm. And and Chris, you've got to be, there's got to be, you've got to be, it's right in there somewhere. It's the non-feeling, no sense of personal responsibility or cred I, I know what it is the he's so, on the right track the social contract has been broken yeah it's broken that's that's the, but the final piece what i think what reavers is saying is they're bereft of soul and conscience yeah because right. i i know a guy who and i'm not gonna out him he openly bragged he, he got great grades in college he said i never t- studied once I copied and stole everything I ever did. And he's got a good job, and he does well, but he, he fully admits. But the social contract compels an individ- in an individual a responsibility for your fellow humans. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's what the social mm-hmm. and contract And this particular is. person has that. Okay. If a, if a guy fell on the subway tracks, he'd jump down and help that person. But the social contract compels in an individual the responsibility to care for your fellow human beings. And that social contract is broken, and we're led by a political class for whom the contract is broken. You're right about that jailer and that nurse. Fire, I hope they're fired. They they looked like they were PO'd because they were missing a TV show or something. Like they they were pissed off that they were being bothered by this guy. They didn't even stoop over to be, help him out. She just leaned down why and gave him a pill. Given those orders, why 
I wonder what they're... That's, that's come out what we're trying to figure out, Matthew. Oh. What the hell? How do you not help somebody in that much pain? How do you just stand there and watch them die? Well, at the very least, why don't you hit a alarm and call a doctor? Are you so used to seeing overdoses and the dregs of society and dirtbags and scumballs that you're just so hardened that you can't care anymore? I, I don't want to think that, Kenny. What I thought when I saw the video was they think he's faking it. Yeah. That's the reaction yeah. I had when I saw that. God, you, I think I'm cynical. You're far more cynical than I am. I, I <laughs> You are. Right. But that's, I guess that's the re- initial reaction that I had. I think had. that's in there, too. I, I think that's legitimate. It's a disturbing video. Yeah, I, I couldn't watch the whole thing. Well, as part of the breakdown of the social contract, it would logically follow that what also breaks down is the respect for life. I mean, you can drive yourself crazy every day reading the newspaper. And we do. And tally up the incredible ways that people are dying. Mm. Preventable deaths. Well, I got a fever. What's a prescription? Don't go to prison. More golf. The 2024 Minnesota Golf Show is fast approaching. It's Feb 9 through Feb 11 at the Minneapolis Convention Center. We're there Feb 9. I can't wait. Noon to 1.30. And I want to give you a deal on a ticket. Tickets for GLers are just 5 bucks this week. Go to mngolfshow.com. Use the promo code GL and you're going to get a $5 ticket. You can use any day during the golf show, but why not use it on the day we're there and come and see us? Uh, You can get PGA teaching professional lessons. You can try out the newest equipment, shop for great uh, shirts and gloves. I get all my gloves there, man. They're cheap. They're cheap. You get a deal. That's right. You can take your chance at sinking a $100,000 putt plus so much more, but mostly what it does is put you in mind of spring. How far away can spring be if you're putting for a hundred grand? Not far at all. Because in question. real life, in the summer, mm-hmm. I never want to putt for that much. You but some, I will at the golf show. You know, I, I sank the long one. I sank the long putt one year at the golf show. I did. Did you get a hundred grand? No, I wasn't eligible. Why? Well, you get entered into it. And I, I said, I'll just. He just did, he just did it. Well, I'm, a team I'm signing player. up for it. I'm a team player. Anyway, go to uh, go to MN. What is it? MNGolfShow.com. MNGolfShow.com. Go uh, use the promo code GL. Get a five dollar ticket. Good for the golf show. Feb nine through the eleventh at the Minneapolis Convention Center. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Oh, yeah. This is smooth, man. You know what else is smooth? Zero res. They come over to your house, have their professional cleaning equipment. Get out the road. Do the job. Yep. Everything. And they get out. 
They guarantee you don't have to bring work. the carpet to them. You do not have. To, that's that's the beauty of zero res. Yeah. Some carpet cleaning companies they make you bring hey, your carpet. Roll to that them. thing up and get it over here. Let's go. Uh, zero res doesn't play that way. How do I know? Well, because I've read some of the seventeen thousand reviews. I see their four point nine rating on Google. And I've also witnessed how professional they are and what a great job they do because I'm also a client. Zero Res, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Get three rooms zero resified this month, starting at just 119 bucks. That dirt and dander hiding in your air ducts this month takes 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean, but you need to ask for the Rookie GL Special. They are very special, by the way. And the do-it-yourselfers, those machines are not... As effective as Zero Res, because I've used some of those machines before learning about Zero Res. ZeroResMinnesota.com. That's ZeroResMinnesota.com or 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Ask for the rookie special. Help alleviate some of those allergies or asthma. That's why you get your air ducts clean. Zero Resify it. 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Spelled forwards or backward. It's spelled the same. Zero res. Because the city councils, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, are essentially useless in actually running a city. Uh, we have, uh, we have it, it's now official that nine members of the Minneapolis City Council have voted to support a resolution calling for ceasefire in Gaza. What about the nine council members calling for a ceasefire in Minneapolis. No doubt. What? How about they call for a ceasefire in carjackings? How about they call for a ceasefire in mugging? The crime is down, God. I don't know if you have. High school fights. You haven't seen the latest statistics. The crime is down, Joe. Yeah, well, they changed the definition of crime. You can you can get the crime down if you don't call it a crime. Well, that's that's convenient. These uh, people are absolutely useless to the to the functioning of the city of Minneapolis. They're useless. None of them have a background in anything except being activists. None of them. And now they're uh, patting themselves on the back because they're calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. No. Call for a ceasefire on the streets of Minneapolis. How's that? Mm-hmm. I can just time? keep going with one piece after another showing the decline of this country. Joe, how much time did they waste on this? Well, Kenny, let's see if they... they I think uh, I read it was three, four hours. Didn't uh, I read something like that? Oh, they, had oh, they, also, they also want to end U.S. military funding to Israel. Do they have yeah. that kind of power? No. Oh. They think they do. I see. Uh, what did we get for time on this? The meeting was packed, and some of the crowd was left to listen and watch from an overflow room. The decision drew both cheers and jeers on the issue the council is tackling at the start of the year. Never mind the problems running your city. (laughs) It's a humanitarian crisis, said longtime Councilor Andrea Jenkins, who voted in favor. I believe as human beings on the planet, we have to stand up against the injustice whenever and wherever it is. Fine, Andrea. You have enough injustice in Minneapolis to worry about. Do they say anything about acknowledging the fact that Jews are, in fact, human beings? No, they do not. So did anybody actually come out and say they should eradicate uh, the entire Jewish population Uh, of the world? That might have come from the peanut gallery. I don't know. uh, This is happening in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Ann Arbor, 
uh, is happening in uh, Hastings, for God's sakes. So. Yeah, yeah. We're, I think they're doing it in Hastings just out of board, uh, boredom. I, I looked up the meetings of their minutes, and uh, I, I don't blame them. They're, they're, they're pretty bored. There's nothing going on in Hastings. My gal, Latricia Vito, did not vote for this. She represents the city's north side, and she should see... And she said she, said, she sells she said, seashells. In the seashore? She says she'll work to address the area's own gun violence, fix potholes and snow removal if and when it falls. There's a That's GLR. a city councilor. Yeah, That's a GLR. She should be doing it. Uh, I'm going to take this time to focus on the issues that face my ward, said Vita. One council member abstained from voting, and there were several amendments made to the resolution. If the mayor vetoes it Thursday, it appears there are enough votes, at least from yesterday's meeting, that could override that, perhaps starting a new year off more contentious than collaborative. Uh, I'm doing my best to try and bring some level, even handedness and fairness to the process, but I'm only one person, said Andrea Jenkins. You're all useless, Andrea, including you. Fry. Uh, Fry here is he, useless. He, no, oh, he's a Jew. Well, that's true. You're uh, right. I what? just wonder if he has any balls. What he, what he needs to do is stand up, veto this, tell those people to sit down and shut up and do their jobs. That's what he needs to do. Well, uh, I'd be really interested in... Mayor. Wouldn't it be interesting oh, to talk to Emily Kosky, Joe, because she, she abstained and didn't speak. And she will not discuss why. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun to hear from her. Do you recall a state trooper being dragged by a car earlier, well, late last year? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then ultimately, that trooper shot the motorist. Yeah. Well, the Hennepin County Attorney's Office announced today, right? Yes, today at 11 a.m. This morning. This morning, yeah. uh, After months of reviewing the case, it is charging Trooper Ryan Londegren with second-degree murder, first-degree assault, and second-degree manslaughter for the shooting that killed Ricky Cobb II, a critical critical component of the work of the Minnesota State Patrol is engaging with drivers during motor vehicle stops, Mary Moriality said in announcing the decision, adding that Londegren didn't follow training. Minnesota Department of Public Safety previously said a State Patrol trooper saw a Ford Fusion without any taillights traveling on I-94 near Lowry Avenue South uh, back in July. It was about 1.50 a.m. The trooper pulled the driver over. He learned that the driver, identified as Cobb, was wanted by Ramsey County law enforcement for a felony-level violation. You got this so far? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Troopers tried to detain Cobb, but he refused to get out of his vehicle. Then, as troopers tried to remove Cobb from the vehicle, he started driving away. A trooper then fired his gun, striking Cobb after his vehicle stopped a short distance away. Troopers provided aid to Cobb. In fact, they provided more aid to Cobb than the two people provided the uh, fellow who died in Hennepin County Jail. Uh, He died at the scene. Cobb's mother, of course, filed a formal complaint with the Board of Peace Officer Standards. 
stating that uh, or alleging that Cobb was not armed and didn't pose any threat to the troopers and that the troopers did not follow use of force laws. That's all we have on this. It's just breaking. But he's going to be charged with murder. You're getting to the point where why would a trooper stop anybody? Yeah. And that's what will result from this. In fact, why in God's name has. at 1.50 a.m. would a trooper on a July night stop any car without its taillights? Why would they? Why would they? Well, they've been tasked with keeping the public safe. And, hey, fella, you need taillights in the middle of the night. And then only to discover, oh, you're Ricky Cobb. There's a felony warrant out for you in Ramsey County. At which point he drives away. Trish has a good idea. Um, we should start keeping score with Mary Moriality. Anyone keeping score for charging against law enforcement and charging actual criminals? That's a hell of an idea. He he wasn't armed. Why did I think he was? I think didn't they find a, a pistol in the back seat or something in the car somewhere? I thought there was a pistol. Yeah, so did I. Not not on him, but uh, indefinitely in the car. And it's no longer it no longer works in this country. And I submit to you, it's a, it's the result of of a tributary of DEI. It no longer works for us as white people or black people who want to address this. It no longer works to say. Ricky, why don't you obey what the trooper is telling you to do? That doesn't work anymore in this country. Uh, and that's, that's not good enough. That's he's an, he's oppressed. The trooper's an oppressor. So the oppressed get to just the do oppressed the don't. They want. The oppressed do not have to stop after he's been convicted of a felony. He he lost the benefit of the doubt. I don't know if he was convicted of a felony. He's wanted on a felony warrant. Okay. But, but the point is, we used to live in a country where when the cops stopped you, you said, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Now, the country has a checkered history with black motorists in those situations. Sure. No doubt. Yeah. But black motorists in those situations today are better served, just as anyone is better served, by saying, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Well, Ricky doesn't want to go to jail on the felony warrant, so he isn't going to stop for a lousy taillight infraction. Wasn't that the same case with Dante Wright? Yeah. He was being... Or he was stopped because of the infraction or whatever. The, the, the... Did we ever put up a memorial uh, to the kid Dante Wright killed? I don't think no, we did, did we? We, we no, did not. No, I By the way, Brooklyn Park um, yeah. shot down, the city council in Brooklyn Park shot down a resolution and a law um, that would have really changed things up there on who you can and cannot pull over and for what reasons. I don't think I can get away with disobeying the trooper. No. Nor do I intend to, nor do I want to. He's got his gig. I got mine. Does that you fall stop into me. The What's so wrong? Does that fall into the social contract? Yes. In a certain degree? Yes. There was a firearm in the uh, vehicle. It was uh, recovered on the floor behind the center console, which means at one point it was either in his possession or up on the center console. And reachable. Right. And if you try to say that he drove away because he was worried about the police 
doing harm. Isn't it ironic that he would have lived? They wouldn't have done harm. These are state patrol officers. They wouldn't have hurt him. They would have. They would have checked his pockets. They would have cuffed him. They would have put him in the back and brought him down. Uh, Sorry, downtown. Ricky, you're going back to Ramsey yeah. County. But now he's dead. Mm-hmm. So you can't and, use that and, bullshit and the excuse. Copper, the troopers charged with murder. Right after he, they were dragged yep. because he refused to follow orders. We're living in an upside down world. We really, really are. It's happening all around us, this collapse of moral and ethical integrity, the collapse of the social contract. Let's defund centers where women can go and talk about possibly not having an abortion. Let's defund that. You should explore all your options uh, under those circumstances. I remember at the time when we were discussing this, we were wondering how troopers could possibly disable a vehicle or pull in front of it or what steps they could have taken to uh, prevent this guy from fleeing and i witnessed um and i don't know if this is a result of the ricky cobb stop but i witnessed something this morning where they were after a guy that had fled a crash and uh, they had one trooper behind him and they were on a cloverleaf loop and one trooper uh, pulled out in front of him so mm-hmm. they did box him in and that was interesting to see it worked rather well Serious question. Here I am. Here we are. Won't, at the very least, won't troopers think twice about pulling somebody over at 1 a.m. for a busted taillight? They won't admit to it, but I'll bet you, yes, I bet you they will. And do you blame them? Oh, God, no. No. to the point where no. even Hans just asked this, at what point will troopers and other law enforcement just say, stage a walkout, say, all right, fine, you're on your own. But it'll never come to that. But it's an interesting hypothetical because I guarantee all of them are fed up with this. You're seeing that with the enrollment numbers. They're all down across the state, if not across the country. The trooper's going to say, screw it, I'm going home. And then what? If that then driver then goes and hits somebody, who's going to be blamed? The well, trooper for not stopping that. Well, I, I hate to be I hate to be nefarious, but there would be no record of the trooper failing to have stopped that. Well, yeah, I guess actually there with, is. Actually, there is. Oh, Joe. Oh. Uh, they have license plate identification things that just automatically go right to dispatch. They have cameras. Uh, the technology is so improved that, yeah, they will. No, you misunderstand me. If uh, if a trooper is driving down 94 near Broadway in Minneapolis at 1 in the morning and a car goes whizzing by him without taillights and the trooper doesn't give chase or do anything, that trooper would never be identified. Here's why you're wrong. Uh, yeah, Look you're wrong. what happened huh? with John Thompson's kid. What was the initial comeback? Why didn't some? Why didn't a cop stop him? Before he plowed into that minivan full of those five girls and killed and them. And then if a cop stopped him, Thompson would have bitched about that. Correct. It's yeah. the license plate, license plate identification technology that has changed everything. Hmm. But if you're, if, like Joe said, if you're a cop and you see that and you just let the car go, nobody's the wiser except the cop. Nobody's There's a case know. up in my area a bunch of years ago where a state patrol um, trooper was driving at a high rate of speed, but he was not 
um, involved in the chase or he didn't have a good excuse for it. He passed another trooper that was coming at him. Um, and those two computers got, got my guy in trouble. And, um, I'll tell you the details off the air because I don't want to, I don't want to uh, mention his name. What are you, computers up there? What do you got? 1959 Wars <laughs> Airlines. It's the state computers? patrol, you jackass. Oh, oh. It's your tax dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh. Maybe they don't have this problem in Sioux Falls. <laughs> I'm serious. So many factors uh, influence a decision to move to Sioux Falls. You can't tell me the climate of the Twin Cities isn't one of those factors. Not to mention taxes. Sioux Falls has available buildings. They have build-ready sites. You take your company there, you get it up and running fast. Okay. Any size company can make more money in Sioux Falls area because you're not going to get taxed to death and regulated to death. Go to Sioux Falls Development. That's one word, SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Minnesota companies, just like yours, have considered the future, and they've expanded or relocated to Sioux Falls. They probably got a, you know what they probably have in Sioux Falls? A symphony. Yeah, see? Or an opera. They got her. They got that stuff. Those companies that move there, you know what their employees end up with? Short commutes, safer streets, quality of life excellence. Join them and discover productive people, affordable land, reduced red tape, fewer taxes, higher profits. Think it over. 2024 could be the time to make your move to Sioux Falls. Find out everything you need to know at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Not a garage logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. I'm at that point in the season where I'm convinced the NFL's rigged. I am so glad you brought that up. Here's what's going to happen. I'm telling you right now. This is what the NFL ordered, and this is what the NFL is going to get. They're going to get Taylor's team versus the Detroit's. Taylor's team is going to lose in the Super Bowl. That's what they're going to get. That's your Super Bowl right there. Yeah, but Taylor can't be at the Super Bowl this year. Why is that, it's Joe? I believe her tour takes her to South America. She, oh, no, Tokyo. That, She's in Tokyo. I just read it. Because I got people in the house that have completely ruined football by having to watch this. Now, however, everything. go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Can I say something before John's news? How about Kenny's ad? Oh, I'm sorry. Kenny. I thought we were going to give me a... Uh, I'm at Rookie's ad. Go ahead, say something. I'll work out. Among his other crudities, Trump is a sore winner. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't He's it? He's not very... Right. He, He's he, a sore winner. Yes. Very weird. I mean, he beats Haley last night, yep. and then he ends up just using all his time at the podium to bitch about Haley. Even though all Tanda. the Republican voters there weren't actually Republican voters. But, but yeah, whatever. He's a sore winner. Isn't that weird? That is really you know what weird. else? You know what I found glaring? The fact that Biden won on write-in votes yeah. over... <laughs> Over Phillips. Phillips. I really wish you guys had waited because I have audio from the president about that very thing. Well, we'll get to it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chris. But right now, let's get to Minnesota Masonic Charities, one of the leading grant makers in the state, donating millions each year, impacting things like education, cancer research, elder care, children's health, and community service. 
plus a huge part of Minnesota history. I don't want Joe to name all 87 counties right now. I can. But maybe after the show. Uh, Of Minnesota's 87 counties, 23 are named after Masons. Hubert Humphrey, Harold Stassen, William, and Charles Mayer were all were Masons. And There's the f- no Humphrey County. No, but no, they're just uh, Masons. I they're see. Not, uh, I see. There should be, shouldn't there? Yeah, there should be. Should be. I mean, that's 88. Yeah. Uh, of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence, six were Masons. And a lot of the everyday terms we have, like third degree, four square, black ball, they all come from Masonic tradition. So there's a lot of history to learn about. And you can learn more at the Minnesota Masonic History Center in Bloomington or just go to mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. Do you know who else was a Mason? Who? Perry. Perry Mason. Yeah, it's yep. not a county, but Perry Mason was a Mason, right? John Height in his newsroom. Enough to follow that, but thanks, Joe. (laughs) This news update brought to you by North American Banking Company. A sports note before we get to the news. We all know what sports note is. Joe Maurer is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Maurer making the Hall by a margin of four votes yesterday. Yes, sir, what can I do for you I've been thinking of what would I say about Maurer. Getting into the Hall is a big, big deal. About 20,000 people have played baseball, and yep. 1% of them are in the Hall of Fame. It's the a, sweetest left-handed swing since Ken Griffey Jr. What I came up with was this. When he was playing, you could have put a sign around his neck that says, this is how you play baseball. That's pretty good. That's what I came up with. I okay. loved Royce's line yeah. in his piece. He didn't start at third base. He started behind the plate. Mm-hmm. That is such a great yeah, line. Yeah, that, nice, that was a nice comedy ruin. I don't get it. Well, you know, Hope, he, he had the advantages of being in an athletic family, so a lot of people a lot of people said that he started well, no, he didn't. He came up in the most blue collar St. Paul family known to man. He didn't start at third base, he started behind the plate. What's starting at third base mean? I think you, that you had like, an uh, advantage or like, like um, perhaps um, Jesus. I'm gonna Joe. drink this bottle of Clorox. God, are you this way on purpose? Yeah. This is how you play baseball. I like that though. That's good. Because you're right. Yep. I remember a lot of people, even you know, once or twice, somebody on this show complaining about him when he was playing. But we'll just ignore that for the moment. Wasn't me. Um, oh, uh, right. Mauer was. I would say this about Joe too. He's lucky yeah. he's alive. What do you mean? When he was a little kid, he played baseball uh, in the front yard on Lexington. Yeah. If he chased Ooh. a ball out into traffic, he would have got flattened. Sure, they were right yeah. on that busy street. Uh, Maurer was one of three who made it into the Hall of Fame yesterday. Adrian Belter and Todd Helton also being voted in. You need 75% of the vote to get into the Hall. Maurer ended up with 76.1%. So I, I was asked this last evening, is it Maurer, Puckett, and uh, Carew, the only first ballot twins? I thought Molitor was first ballot. Well, he's technically a brewer. Yeah, but he was first ballot, wasn't he? Yes, was yeah, it Winfield so, first ballot? But also, he went he in as a Padre, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. I do know what yeah. you're saying. Because Killebrew didn't go in on the first ballot. He did not. No, Nor did yeah. Oliva. No, Oliva was uh, desperate. That was a light, late choice. Gotcha. How did uh, how did it take Harmon Killebrew four tries to that get I don't I've understand. Never, I've never because understood guys that. like Joe wouldn't vote for him right away. <laughs> Me? No, it's Joe's fault, huh? I voted for him. I know you did. <laughs> 
In news, uh, a couple things we've talked about already. Let's just touch on them a bit because all of the city's problems have been taken care of. Uh, Minneapolis City Council supported a call last night for a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war and an ed, uh, end to U.S. military aid to Israel. It's a symbolic resolution, no bleep, which was applauded by a coalition of local groups supporting Palestinian rights passed by 9 to 3 with one abstention during a meeting of council members. A final vote on the resolution is expected tomorrow morning. Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty has charged a Minneapolis state trooper with three criminal counts, including murder last summer's fatal shooting of motorist Ricky Cobb II after a traffic stop. Moriarty announced the decision this morning to charge trooper Ryan Londrigan with second-degree unintentional murder, first-degree assault, second-degree manslaughter in the July 31st shooting of Cobb. He was pulled over about 2 in the morning for driving without taillights. During the stop, troopers tried to remove Cobb from the vehicle after learning he had violated a standing domestic order for protection out of Ramsey County. Uh, he ended up dragging some officers, and he was shot by Londrigan. Uh, she said this morning, Moriarty, that is, as with all Minnesota law enforcement officers, state troopers may only use deadly force when it's necessary to protect a person from a specific identified threat of great bodily harm or death that was reasonably likely to occur. That did not exist today, she said. Ricky Cobb II should be alive, she followed that with. Well, what Londrigan should have done is just cling to the car until he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a good option. Right. And she would have turned Cobb free anyway. Mm. A fire early this morning caused two firefighters to be taken to the hospital as a precaution in Minneapolis. Firefighters called to the 1800 block of South 6th Street shortly before 5.30. A fire between a home and a business on South 6th started in a makeshift dumpster spread to the exterior of a home. When fire crews got there, the first and second floors of the house were on fire, later spread to the attic and roof. Firefighters worked to extinguish the flames on inside and outside of the building. Uh, as the crews were inside of the business working to put out the fire, they opened up a wall and a buildup of gas caused a small explosion. That's called a backdraft. Two firefighters injured from the backdraft taken to the hospital for treatment. Last night, parents shared their frustration over a pair of fights that forced St. Louis Park High School to close last week. Parent Mindy McLaughlin telling the board what has happened during the school year by a few high school students and their parents is unacceptable. Videos posted on social media showed the chaos erupted at the end of the school day last Thursday. District officials say two groups of students got into a fight. Later, they say adults who don't work at the school but were aware of the fight got into a second altercation. The school hasn't confirmed it yet, but numerous reports say the fight was between African-American students and Somali students. School staffers and a juvenile response officer, a new position at the school, intervened to break up that incident. A federal appeals uh, civil rights lawsuit against Hennepin County Jail, story you talked about, Joe, was filed yesterday for the death of Lucas Bellamy, a man who died in the jail's custody during the summer of 2022. Family of Lucas Bellamy held a news conference yesterday, among them Lucas's father, Louis Bellamy, the founder of the nationally renowned Penumbra Theater. They were joined by attorney Jeff Storms. Footage played during the news conference showed Bellamy crawling on his hands and knees while a Hennepin County jail gardener stood over him around 9.40 in the morning. Uh, in the evening, excuse me, July 20th, 2022. He died the next day, and uh, he died of having a, a peritonitis due to perforation of his small intestine.
Princeton Fire Chief Ron Lawrence set to retire in March after members of his department voiced they can't work for him any longer. Lawrence wrote the letter to Princeton Mayor Tom Walker, City Administrator Michelle McPherson, and City Councilors Monday, saying he'll retire March 1st. He served with the Princeton Fire and Rescue Department for 29 years. The end of his career with the PFRD comes after members of his own department leveled accusations that he had lied to the city council about properly training new recruits, neglecting to repair faulty equipment, and failing to implement a chain of command. His letter notifying city leadership of his retirement made no mention of the allegations against him. The Princeton City Council set to consider Lawrence's retirement during its meeting tomorrow. Uh, why don't we take a break here and hear from Mr. Reavers. Thank you, Johnny. North American Banking Company, I never forget about you. You are the best banking business out there right now. If you're tired of just being a number to your big national bank, then consider a change. And my friends at North American Banking Company, six locations to serve you. You can visit them at my location, which is in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new branch over there in Maple Grove. They get it. They understand that there's no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of just being a number to your big national bank, then check out my friends at North American Banking Company. They're locally owned and operated. Here's why that's a big deal. That means that loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They don't send those out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand your business with confidence. So visit their website today, nabankco.com to learn more. That's nabankco.com to learn more. North American Banking Company is banking done differently. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. This next song is about Kenny Olsen. If he's here, jump up and down. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Nobody told me about boredom. Nobody told me there was a website dedicated to seafoam and its many uses. It's called seafoamworks.com, an excellent source on the proper use of all seafoam products. They've got some really good advice on their website on virtually everything about uh, seafoam. They have actually 29 PDF documents covering absolutely possibly uh, every possibility so you can actually print them out uh, when it comes to using the various seafoam mir- miracle cures so let's let's invent a scenario here let's say you've got somebody really pedantic in your life someone who i don't know he might not be able to, to uh he doesn't know how to pronounce the word crick one of those type of guys Creek. a guy that needs everything spelled out for him you can actually print out one of these pdf documents for your uncle joe you can hand it to him send him out to his carpeted garage to complete the onerous task of adding seafoam to his gas tank that's how easy seafoam makes it learn it all at seafoamworks.com it covers everything transtune deep creep top engine cleaner all of them available for purchase almost everywhere our own local company made good, a global reach, a true miracle in a world of bad gas. That's seafoamworks.com. Speaking of pedantic, hi, John. Huh? <laughs> Thanks. In other news, I think, uh, Donald Trump, as expected, won the New Hampshire Republican primary last night. He defeated Nikki Haley by a little more than 11 percentage points. Joe Biden, not listed on the Democratic ballot, easily defeated Dean Phillips as a write-in candidate. Uh, some weird news. Uh, exit polls show 19% of Republicans who voted for Donald Trump said 
they would not vote for him in a general election if he is the candidate. Larger numbers said they wouldn't vote for him if he's convicted of any of the 91 felonies he's charged with. Haley, for her part, said she's not going to leave the race. She said the battle was, in her words, far from over. Called herself a scrappy fighter who's just getting started. Uh, there are a couple smaller primaries coming up, but the next major showdown would be on February 24th in South Carolina. That is, of course, where Haley served as governor from 20 to 11, uh, 2011 to 2017. Despite voters' familiarity with Haley, the state's conservative primary electorate is expected to be highly favorable to Trump. Michigan holds its primary three days later on February 27th. Yes, sir. Um, our president, Mr. Joe Biden, yes, he has strong words if there is, in fact, a rematch with Donald J. Trump. All Are right. you ready? I am. We'll teach Donald Trump an, a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. What? what? That's quite a threat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do it again. Well, that was the first version. Followed by the, it was the Jim Carrey from Liar Liar where he does the thing. Here's the other one that I would like to play for you as well. Your president, Mr. Joe Biden. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> Don't mess with the women, right? That's what he said. I think he, I think I it was an abortion. It was an, an abortion, abortion topic, yeah. We'll teach yeah. Donald Trump an, a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless no. you want to get a better. Unless you want to get a. Unless you want to get what? Unless you want to get a better getter. A better getter. The thing is, if we can. Unless you want to get a benefit. Unless you want to get a better friend. If we continue this, of course, we're gonna we're gonna have to make this a two-way street. If you've been Don't listening to any Trump speeches America unless you want to get a benefit. <laughs> We are we are an institute in a powerful death penalty was my favorite last week, <coughs> which which makes no sense. Who that said that? Trump. Oh yeah, I don't yeah, even sore know winner. It's, God, it would be fun to turn them loose on each other, wouldn't it? Well, I would, remember would the last debate, debate. It was on. You, I, you couldn't. I don't. I don't even want a moderator. I just want them to sit down <laughs> and start yelling at each other yeah. with swords. God, it'd be fun <laughs> with swords. The economy expected to be a large factor in the upcoming election. A couple new reports say consumers are feeling better about that area. After an extended period of gloom, Americans feel better about inflation, a trend that could sustain consumer spending, according to the folks who watch this stuff. Measure of consumer sentiment by the University of Michigan jumped in the past two months by its most since 1991. A survey by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York found Americans' inflation expectations have reached their lowest point in about three years. Economists say consumers appear to be responding to steadily slower inflation, higher incomes, lower gas prices, and a rising record-setting stock market. While the economy is expected to be a big issue in the election, so is immigration. Among those in New Hampshire who named immigration as their top priority, about three-quarters support Donald Trump. New Hampshire's primary voters agreed with Trump on the need to limit immigration and build a wall on the U.S.-Mexico border. Nowhere when I see these poll questions about what concerns Americans do I see the climate ever no. answered. No, no. no. Joe, what's it going to take? What kind of act, horrific act is going to have to occur for Americans on both sides of the political uh, political aisle to realize we've got a couple of clowns here. We we need to we need to ship up and 
get this fixed. The large uh, extraterrestrial vehicle that hovers over <coughs> the United States and some weird-looking cat comes out with a bullhorn and says, you people have got to get your act together. <laughs> this yeah. is a joke. Yeah. This is disgusting yeah. and embarrassing. Horrible. I'm ashamed of the the, leading, the leadership of this country. There isn't any. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> Oh. Now you got to start finding Trump's gaffes too. Okay, they're oh. fun. They're just well, as fun. you mentioned one easy. earlier how he's a sore winner. He's a sore winner. Uh, I would love to hear some audio of that. Well, he was complaining about Haley thought she did well, huh? And it was going on and on and on. You won, Don. Wait, so now well, they, we are going to do what about yeah. And then and okay. then he went into the McEnany uh, gal who used yeah. to be his press secretary. That's right. She was on Fox News, and within an hour. He was on the stage making fun of her because yeah. of what she said. Okay, and then say what you will about Phillips and uh, the Haley gal, but at least they're not insane like these two. No, they're being human. Which is incapable of solving even the smallest, smallest problem. The simplest of problems we can no longer solve. We can't do anything. We are an institute. In a powerful death penalty, we will put this on. What? That's as goofy as Joe. Yeah. I love the music. Oh, God. We're, we're America! Yeah. Officials, uh, there's a couple plane crashes. Officials preparing a mass casualty protocol after a passenger plane crashed along the Alberta boundary in Canada. Authorities have not yet confirmed the number of deaths. However, Chief Coroner of the Northwest Territories, Garth Eggenberger, confirmed to CBC a number of passengers had been killed in the crash near Fort Smith Tuesday morning. Sources told local Canadian radio station CKLB Radio at least 10 people perished in the crash at Fort Smith, at least one survivor being treated for severe burns. And uh, also a problem with a Russian military plane that crashed in a town bordering Ukraine this morning. And it appears that a number of prisoners of war, Ukrainian prisoners of war, were killed in that crash. Vyvyshlav Gladkov, governor of the Belgorod region, confirmed a transport plane understood to be a 76 military aircraft crashed roughly 40 miles from the capital. Everyone on board died, he said. Earlier, Kremlin State News Agency RIA quoted the Russian Defense Ministry as claiming the plane was carrying 65 Ukrainian POWs alongside six crew members and three other people. Ukraine has not confirmed whether POWs were on board the aircraft, but Andrei Yusov, a spokesperson for the Ukrainian intelligence services, told a local outlet that a prisoner exchange scheduled for later today will no longer take place. It'll never end, will it? Nope. It just no. never end. And every day looks like today outside over there. Well, what we need to do is send them a couple billion more dollars. Mm -hmm. I'll solve it. <laughs> Another whole show. Anyway, in Pennsylvania, as so often as so often happens, this guy didn't really think it through. Uh, an Altoona man is facing charges after allegedly staging a burglary to take his father-in-law's life savings, but then he went out and started spending all the one hundred dollar bills, splurging, mm -hmm. buying himself vehicles, tools, and trips. And Altoona, <laughs> I'm assuming, isn't that big, so they they kind of noticed right away. Twenty nine year old. Andrew Booker is facing various charges related to a reported burglary at his home in February of 2023. He said someone broke into the house and took various items, including his then father-in-law's safe with his life savings of 
$2 million in cash. Shut up. Wow. According to the criminal complaint, police were suspicious of what they saw at the house, including the house key taken from a pot on the back porch being left on the counter. There was also a second safe that was left untouched that the victim had documents and another $1.5 million inside, but nobody knew about that money. It was noted the man was saving the money for decades. A lot of it was older-style $150 bills before they started changing the designs in the 2000s. Through the investigation, police said they witnessed numerous ATVs and vehicles, including a brand-new Harley-Davidson outside his residence in the coming months. Police noted in the complaint that they were aware that Booker was unemployed and was going through a divorce when the burglary (laughs) happened. And the old boy didn't trust banks, did he, John? Apparently not. Just put the money in the backyard there. Detectives were tipped off by someone familiar <laughs> with Booker, said he saw piles of money at Booker's residence. Police got a search warrant. Piles. Piles, piles of, money. of money. We really need a college, maybe even just a community college for criminals. Well, we have just the Gumption so County Institute for the Criminally Incompetent. They're just so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One witness said Booker took him and his family to Hershey Park on his dime and gave them a $500 (laughs) Visa gift card. Candy Bar Park. Wow. With $100 to Chocolate Park. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't the the first thing you do is you get the hell out of the country, right? You disappear. You fall off the planet. Well, at least out of Pennsylvania, right? I mean, you can't stay home and do all this, can you? You you need a whole new identity. Booker has been charged with theft, receiving stolen property, conspiracy, false reports, tampering with evidence. He's placed in the Blair County Prison. His bail set at $350,000. Piles of money. I'm visioning like like ashtrays full of cigarette butts, just piles of money everywhere in his trailer. (laughs) Altoona is a city. I just had to look it up because I was curious. About 44,000. So everybody, you know, knows everybody basically. And all of a sudden, I got a lot of $100 bills I'm spending. He's buying rounds down at the Legion. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. That means John's talk. Oh, John. Yeah. I have, to John. Read, I have to read you something. Yes, please. An actual, it's, it was sent to me, advertised as an actual Craigslist ad. Uh, I'll have more about that in a moment. It appeared in uh, Craigslist in Savannah, Georgia. Okay. Uh, on January 17th, 2017. I was the guy wearing the black Burberry jacket that you demanded that I hand. Oh, wait, personals ad to the guy who tried to mug me in downtown Savannah last uh, Savannah night before last. I was the guy wearing the black Burberry jacket that you demanded that I hang hand over shortly after you pulled the knife on me and my girlfriend threatening our lives. You also asked for my girlfriend's purse and earrings. I can only hope that you somehow come across this rather important message. First, I'd like to apologize for your embarrassment. I didn't expect you to actually crap in your pants when I drew my pistol after you took my jacket. The evening was not that cold, and I was wearing the jacket for a reason. My girlfriend was happy that I just returned safely from my second tour as a combat Marine in Afghanistan. She had just bought me that Kimber Custom Model 1911.45 ACP pistol for my birthday, and we had picked up a shoulder holster for it that very evening. Obviously, you agree that it is a very intimidating weapon when pointed at your head, isn't it? 
I know it probably wasn't fun walking back to wherever you'd come from with crap in your pants. I'm sure it was even worse walking barefooted since I made you leave your shoes, cell phone, and wallet with me. That prevented you from calling or running to your buddies to come and help mug us again. After I called your mother, or mama, as you had her listed in your cell, I explained the entire episode of what you've done. Then I went and filled up my gas tank as well as those of four other people at the gas station on your credit card. The guy with the big motor home took 153 gallons and was extremely grateful. I gave your shoes to a homeless guy outside Vinnie Van Gogo's along with all the cash in your wallet. That made his day. I then threw your wallet into the big pink pimp mobile that was parked at the curb after I broke the windshield and side window and keyed the entire driver's side of the car. Earlier, I managed to get in two threatening phone calls to the DA's office and one to the FBI while mentioning President Trump as my possible target. The FBI guy seemed really intense, and we had a nice long chat, I guess, while he traced your number. In a way, perhaps I should have apologized for not killing you, but I feel this type of retribution is a far more appropriate punishment for your threatened crime. I wish you well as you try to sort through some of these rather immediately pressing issues and can only hope that you have the opportunity to reflect upon and perhaps reconsider the career path you've chosen to pursue in life. Remember, next time you might not you might not be so lucky. Have a good day. Thoughtfully yours, Semper Fi, Alex. And it was sent to me by Carl, who says, this is accurate. Well, no, it isn't, uh, Carl. <laughs> but I liked it enough to read it. It's not accurate. It uh, John did some checking. This shows up on the interwebs. Oh, what, starting in 2009, 2009. 2010. And yep. it, it pops ever up every once in a while. But I loved reading it because we all love to, yeah. to think that that could actually have happened. It's like an episode it, of Reacher. Yeah, it is. It yeah. really is. I've seen three different versions of three different presidents as the possible target. So that's right. how you know. But Bush, you know what is Obama fun? You can, what is fun is you can actually um, get see security footage on YouTube, Facebook, uh, TikTok, and whatnot of real incidents is like this where like where a store is being robbed and right. there's a guy fresh from uh, Iraq in there or some stupid loudmouth drunk decides to take on an MMA fighter right. or three drunks take on an MMA fighter and he knocks all three of them out so incidents like this kind of like this have happened and they're fun to watch but we all just wish this could be true yeah but yeah but it's so over the top i mean keying a pimp's car come on nobody does that uh we'll take a time out Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. My new garage door guy is the entire family precision garage door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. Don't charge, don't charge extra for weekend visits. They do it all, and they do it the first time they arrive because they got the stuff in the truck. Yep. They got springs and rollers and nuts and bolts and tools. Everything. They don't have to run back to the shop. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You almost. want that. You don't want them to run back to the shop. They're hiring people, too. It's a great place to work because they have great... Great compensation and great benefits, and the people love working there because this is a competent outfit. Uh, the salary would be based on your experience, and they're an equal opportunity employer. They inform you when they're on the way. 
We'll I find you know. that useful because there's nothing worse than calling somebody and they'll say, well, we'll be there between 9 and 3. But you're That doesn't help me. You're saying they bring the call to you. Yeah, they'll just tell me when you're going to show up, and Got they it. do that. And then you can go out and shoot the breeze with them and watch what they do, and they'll fix everything, including providing a brand-new garage door, if that's what you're looking for. Uh, put their phone number into your contact, 612-263-6985, or you can find Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities at PrecisionDoorMN.com. That's PrecisionDoorMN.com. You know, I think we should start doing that. What? Start letting you know. Hey, we're on our way. Hey, we're heading. Here we go. Should we start bugging you with that kind of information? No. Here we go. <laughs> Coming. More proof that we're not led by serious people. Chicago is taking up a plan, and it's City Hall to uh, ban gas heat in all new construction. Uh, and instead, uh, apparently, these the new construction would be heated with electricity. I always thought gas was cheaper hmm. than electricity. And electricity has to be generated by, you know. Got it. Uh, Alderman Maria Haddon. The chair of the Environmental Protection Energy Committee said the proposal dubbed the Clean and Affordable Buildings Ordinance. By the way, this is absolutely the very least of Chicago's problems. I the know. very least I know. of their problems. Uh, this is the first step in a managed plan process to move away from dirty, expensive gas and embrace a cheaper, cleaner energy future for all Chicagoans. should have used the well, word icky. B as in B, S as in S, lady. You're a moron. Uh, we're taking baby steps, steps to make sure we can have a cleaner, more affordable, and healthier environment, said Haddon, who is one of 15 co-sponsors. But you have people opposing this. Nine older people launched a preemptive strike against the measure just this two days ago, holding a news conference, and the mayor's for it because he's useless too, uh, holding a news conference at City Hall alongside representatives of International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150. The proposal is designed to make it more affordable for Chicagoans to heat their homes while making indoor air safer to breathe. Uh, too many Chicagoans are having trouble paying their gas bills. Too many of them are getting shot, too. Uh, I would worry about that. The ordinance would set an indoor emission standard that natural gas appliances cannot comply with, requiring all electric heat and appliances to be installed in new construction. The proposal would not require existing homes and businesses to do this. Uh, well, they want to get rid of fossil fuels because they don't know what they're doing, but they've been told that that's what they're supposed to be doing. Do they provide proof that uh, electricity will, in fact, be cheaper? No. They just say it. Mm -hmm. And if they say it, it must be true. They have a chief sustainability officer. Hmm. Well, that helps. Angela Tovar, mm -hmm. she called the measure a reasonable first step four times during a city hall news conference on Tuesday and said the new requirements would encourage the creation of good-paying jobs for young Chicagoans and those returning to the city from jail and prison. What? New hospitals, research labs, emergency backup power generators, and commercial cooking equipment would be exempt from the requirements. All right. 
State law requires Illinois to transition to 100% clean energy by 2050. Uh, and again, uh, as a state goes, this is the least of their problems. Mm. The state is horribly in debt. It can't meet its pension requirements or obligations. It's a, it's a really, really failed state uh, from top to bottom. And uh, this, is, this is what they're doing. In Chicago, because the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the more you have an elected class that is absolutely useless in running the city in the best way for the people who live there and pay for it. Okay. They're useless. Well, thankfully, not everybody is laying down and taking this in Chicago. They are getting some pushback. Yes, they are. And uh, I hope they continue to push back and defeat this utter nonsense. It's just dreadful, but this is what people do. Alderman if, Gilbert Vilgus yep. uh, is one of the guys pushing back. Weren't, weren't you uh, asking to be referred to as an alderman? Matt, I rookie was, wants yes, to be an I alderman. I was for sure. Yeah, an alderman. Why do you want Alder- to be an alderman? This sounds cooler. <laughs> okay, you're an alderman. You're the only alderman in GL. Okay, well, respect the, uh, the title, please. You're the only alderman in GL. There's a bit of an update in the uh, case. Uh, State Trooper Ryan Londegren's attorneys have now sought to have the charges against him dismissed or have Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty disqualified, saying that she abused the grand jury process. This is according to Alpha News. Yeah, they should go after her with everything. All police. Is there a Minnesota police union? Everybody should go yes, after her. Wasn't this Everybody. The, wasn't this the case, too? Help me here. Where she started to talk about the case with all the facts and on all the police federation and everything. Said, what are you doing? Yeah, I think this might be. Yeah. Yes, it was. How? I, I don't mean to be a simpleton, but how can she even live with herself? I, I don't love, understand that. I would love to know her disturbed Catholic upbringing. What caused right. this? No, you're right. What? What was she raised in a house of evil? I don't understand. Well, I don't this. know that she was raised in a house of evil, but she was. She heard some things at the kitchen table. That's for sure. Would she have prosecuted a black cop? What if that cop was black? That I'm not trooper going there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Come on. Where is that show, Kenny? I haven't seen uh, Roadworthy Rescues in ages. Oh, well, this season is over. Oh, maybe that answers yeah. my question. If you log on to a computer, you could watch five years of Vice Grip Girl. I'm, I don't, not, like, watching I'm not watching TV anything. I'm watching on my phone. <laughs> the irony is you could sit in your easy chair and watch it on your TV. That's the kind of connection you have at home. You have YouTube on your TV at home. I don't think we do. I guarantee yeah, you, do. you do. Yes, guarantee. Or you can get it very easily. You if you sit don't. there and pause it when you have to go to the bathroom and do one of those forty-five minute number twos. Come back and it's right there wow. at the same spot. How do you know how long his poops are? Uh, only because they come to us <laughs> all the way from Lake Las Vegas, Nevada, and the traveling Lymans. It was on this day. Are you talking about Jan two four? In 1848, the citizens of St. Croix County, Wisconsin Territory, protested a plan to incorporate their city into the new state of Wisconsin. St. Croix County. (laughs) Page two, Paul Harvey. St. Croix County became part of Minnesota Territory in 1849. 
On this day, Chris. Uh, January 24th. Suffering uh, on this day in 1881, suffering from dyspepsia, heart disease, and depression, Oof. Justice C. Ramsey, younger brother of statesman Alexander Ramsey, committed suicide in St. Paul. After winning $10,000 in a lottery, let me pause right there. That would be a hell of a lot of money in 1881. I, how much was I it? I actually looked it up. What is it, John? $300,730. Wow. After winning ten grand in a lottery, Justice, J-U-S-T-U-S, had arrived in Minnesota from Pennsylvania in 1849, invested heavily in real estate, and served in the territorial legislature. In early August 1862, he was one of a party that attempted to deliver an annuity payment in gold from the U.S. government to the Dakota. The Civil War delayed the gold's arrival from Washington and put the Dakota in a state of deprivation and near starvation, factors leading to the start of the U.S.-Dakota War on August 18. Ramsey and his companions reached Fort Ridgely on August 20, the day before it was... You help our children feel safe. What the hell was that? It scared the crap out of me. It's your computer, sir. Not me. <laughs> it's your computer. This one? Yes. It's just, it's on uh, the audio wall. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I pulled Holy, that scare me. Where was I? Sure. On the moon, cleaning my uh, shorts is what I was Ramsey, doing. Ramsey and his companions. I think Ramsey and his companions reached <laughs> Fort Ridgely on Aug 20. What were you saying about not being able to watch TV on your phone? <laughs> the day before it was attacked and remained there during the siege. Unable to disperse the money, the, parter, the party later returned with kegs of gold to St. Paul. Huh. Hmm. So he had dyspepsia. I don't what know is what that, that is. Uh, it's Dys just like just diet coca. <laughs> and he had heart disease. And he had depression. Other than that. Did they even know what depression was in 1881? Sure. No. He's got the blues. He had the guitar. Woke up this morning. Discomfort in your upper abdomen, dyspepsia, ingest, oh. indigestion, describes certain symptoms like belly pain and a feeling of fullness. Well, he needed Tums. Yeah. Maybe he, was, he hadn't uh, yet invented Tums. No. He was allergic to milk. Yeah. Well, thank you, GLers. I, uh, I think we've got our work cut out for us trying to save this country. And Positive Thursday look. tomorrow, Joe. Yes, it is. Thursday already tomorrow. Hey, Pod MN. Doesn't my voice sound better? It does. Garage Logic is now available on the Pod MN app or wherever you get your podcast. The Pod MN app is here to help Minnesotans discover all the great audio entertainment that Minnesota has to offer, including Garage Logic. From news and sports to politics and entertainment, download the Pod MN app in the Apple App Store or via Google Play. John. All right, that's a good job.